Hey, Foreplay listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. I got a buddy who struggles with that shot a lot. His name's Frankie Borelli. So the guys actually gave him a nickname of Butter Knives because he, <laughs> he always knifes it across the green. Broke 100. Yeah. Now you gotta break 90. We appreciate what you guys do for golf. It's been really cool. Thank you. You're making it cool. We appreciate it. I was like, hey, Phil, you owe me fucking $29.99. And he grabs 100 He's like, yeah, I won 90,000 of these yesterday. He yeah. goes, take 100 and go fuck yourself. <laughs> what? What are you guys thinking about? Um, it's ain't a hobby. Four players. It's right by, by John Rom State Run Media yeah. Incorporated. We're kind of the John Rom guys this week. Feels like Golf Channel really solidified that. Rich Lerner with a great report about how we're just walking <laughs> with him. Uh, it's been a hell of a week for us here in Rochester. Our guy Alex Bush is just Mr. Rochester, which we're kind of debating if we like that or not. He's got a different swagger to him this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I, like it. I like it. I don't like it. Comfortable? Yeah, he just know like he's proud of this place, which I respect. Um, I feel a little bit of that coming from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where people are like, that place is nothing. Um, I will say the weather here in Rochester, throwing everybody for a curveball. Why did Alex Bush just react like that? Don't worry about it. Okay, we're good? Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's fucking freezing up here. But yeah, and we were going back and forth in the text this morning about like, we're like, it's cold today. And Alex was just like, we're built different here. You guys just don't know. And then I'm just being facetious. I'm just trolling. But I'm saying in a vacuum, that's true. But when it was 75 yesterday and then it's 40 today, we have, we can complain. Yeah. No, I never said you can't. Look, okay. the rest of the country is just fault. nice right now. And here it's just not. It's fucking freezing. It's yeah. unbelievably cold. Players were miserable. Mm hmm. Everything about today was miserable. It was a bad Wednesday at the PGA Championship in terms of weather. and uh, But the course is really good. I don't know how the course is so green if it's been this cold and windy and shitty for the past however many months. I mean, you haven't couldn't have gotten too much sun up here. really makes those Tulsa live golf superintendents yeah. not look so hot, you know? Of course, like, still look like shit. Right. <laughs> These guys figured it out. They did. Up it's green in, as hell. Up, yeah, it looks nice. Up here in Rochester. Luscious. It is. It's... Uh, uh, Stunning course. We have to. Uh, you all right, Dan? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. Outside of the John Rom, uh, you know, media arm that we become, we're also going to be at Aranda Coit Country Club uh, promotional podcast. The show. They've so. just been so good to us. Uh-huh. I mean, we're sitting in that. What is this? They call this the boardroom. Yeah, it's, boardroom. And they just treated us so well all week. We had our event yesterday. It's just been a really, really. It's been a pleasure. Is that rich mahogany I'm smelling? It is. Yeah. It's a fantastic club. I, I was giving it a bunch of props today when we were at the range at the PGA Championship. I was just thinking about like we play a lot of Long Island golf. We're always around different clubs, and there's obviously a ton of clubs on in the world that have great hangs. But this seems to be one that I'm like I, I really. It, I noticed how good of a of a crew they have here. It's like a young um, membership crew that really likes to hang. They all go to like the local, uh, like the where what was the name of that place? Thirsties. Yeah, Thirsties. Thirsties. They're all going to Thirsties. One guy was like, "You come by the house with the kids. My my wife's there waiting for you." It's just a very family oriented 
friendly group of guys. What's that banging? What's that hammering going on? Right as you're saying how great a run What's that hammering? The hammering. There's no way that the mics are Stop picking that up. Stop that hammering. I didn't Stop even hear it. The hammering. Uh, well, there's a guy okay, literally fine. hammering outside. I don't want him to stop if he's doing his job. But um, it's just it a stop. great hang kind of place. They've got like it's a, a really good core base here. I could tell from yesterday at the at the Rock City Scramble. Do you remember the Stop the Hammering video? No. Who Trent, was it? Do you remember that of one? Of course. course. It's one of the best videos of all time. It's a viral video from a video. couple years ago. Who was it? MSNBC guy, right? Oh, it's like a like a newscaster. It's like yeah. the, it's like the classic Bill O'Reilly video, right. but on steroids. Uh, There's hammering around here. I need you to stop he's, it. He's <laughs> like, he goes, it's either coming. At one point, he, he goes, <laughs> you could see him actually go. <laughs> he goes, he goes, it's coming from here, points ear. backward, and then he does or around here. He goes, There's he just, chaos in my ear right now. <laughs> Someone that, in Mark? the control room is out of control. Goes, Somebody then, in that control room dude. is out of control. <laughs> Dude. It's really good. And then it's either it's, coming from here, there, or somewhere around here. And the, the, <laughs> you got to put this audio dude, in. Dude, stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? I'll go down to the goddamn floor myself and stop it. Keep the goddamn commercial break going. Empty out the goddamn control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there or out there somewhere. The peak yeah. is like before he shows how rattled he is, he's trying to act not rattled. He just goes, stop. Stop the hammering. <laughs> Stop the hammering. It's really good. Somebody in that, he goes, you're, he goes, you're saying nonsense in my ear right now. <laughs> oh. sounds, like, sounds like Anchorman. That's yeah. probably why they made the movie. That's uh, pretty dude. close. It is really. Stop the hammering. Really, really good. So we got some hammering going on. This place is a 1916 Donald Ross course. I didn't really fully grasp, grasp uh, and Alex Bush is going to enjoy this part, but how big of a golf town Rochester is. And they're doing a lot of it. I've been hyping it up on live from the golf channel. Walter Hagen, how he's from around here. Donald Ross, I guess, spent two whole years up here, and that's why there's a bunch. There's like seven Donald Ross courses from Oak Hill to Rondequoit to a handful others. I think Rochester CC people were talking yeah, about. Yeah, they got, they got uh, Monroe, 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 Monroe yeah. and uh, CCR. So, yeah, I guess he came in, contracted, did two years in the area just building a bunch of courses. and CCR, like the band? Yeah, clear. Oh, Country Club Revival, Clearwater, Clearwater Revival. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big time golf town, and this this whole little like you said, this vibe right here, this course right here at Arundelquoit. What a phenomenal membership! The staff couldn't have been cooler. The event we did yesterday, the Rock City Scramble, two person scramble event. I think nine under won the whole thing. It was blowing like twenty five, thirty miles an hour. Uh, couldn't have gone better. Fireball Whiskey, shout out to them for sponsoring that whole event. People had an absolute blast out there. Weather was perfect, windy but nice, warm. Uh, and just a great time. They got that whole patio seat out there where everybody can hang mm-hmm. by the pool. Yep. Uh, you just gotta love it. I, you know, the kind of the chill country club vibe is one that I think everyone should aspire to. Like that's sort of the life that that's the life, right? It's yeah. like because I know we've there's like country club adjacent and that kind of stuff. That's like kind of how we started out being like country clubs and you think of all the stereotypes and a lot of the connotations around it and you're walking on eggshells kind of that this this type of club is what i think everybody aspires to where you get out you rip around in a golf cart you hang at the bar with everybody you hit some balls it's pretty chill you go to thirsties with the crew you're listening to music it's not overly serious but yet the course is built in 1960 by donald ross like so it's got a mix of everything i think this is kind of the this is like the goal in life I would guess that Oak Hill is probably not like this, right? It's definitely is like a little bit more. Yeah, a little, it's a little bit more traditional. Yeah, I've been there. A little stuffier, perhaps. Yeah, 
little You're bit. Probably still pretty sweet. Oh, this it's great. Got it's character. so fun to play out. Rochester's yeah. much yeah. for shitting on you, right? It's a character area. Yeah. You guys, best thing you're known for is a thing called the garbage blade. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and Alex great. Bush and his father. No, I, I agree. I think <laughs> mm-hmm. there is definitely like a certain niceness to ha- to a club in the sense of, you know, you know, it's not going to take super long to play. Usually the, the course is in good condition. And then usually the downside of that is the attitude. But if you remove the attitude part and you keep the pure golf and you keep the, the group of people who have a shared interest, but remove that douchiness, I think, yeah, I think that's a really good formula. Yep. Agreed. Laid my eyes on the hottest guy I've ever seen in my life. I yesterday. don't know if we were going to talk about that. We have to talk about it. Here? Yeah, and like you can't be as hot as this guy was. Is this the Jake Owen guy? No, no. his name was Gino Prestigiacomo. We didn't we were, you you remember him give him a full, full, on, full on fucking shout out. He's the best looking guy I've ever laid eyes on. It was hard to even pay attention. You know I was swooning over him. But you know this guy? No. I don't no, know I don't. who he is. Who I don't this? know what his deal is. Bro, he was walking around this place and you could just tell he just dominated everything like all, all the women around like they couldn't even pay. people were dropping papers like they, uh, he walked by and you couldn't even pay <laughs> look attention. at the stack of papers i got oh my god there's you dude i hugged him like goodbye and then i locked eyes with trent behind his shoulder and i'm like this is this guy's the real deal <laughs> you know what i mean like this guy's the real deal i wouldn't let him go G- archie diacono what was his last name Pre- it was his, his name is gino prestigiacomo <laughs> And then he actually goes, he goes, when we having supper tonight instead of dinner? When we having supper? <laughs> Just everything about him. Maybe it's the Long Island thing. Perfect tan, perfect hair. Who's from Long Island? I don't know. I'm saying for me. Like what my you met this guy, Trent? Oh, yeah. He think? played in the event yesterday. Trent, what did you think? He's gorgeous. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> he Bro, the, the members and all the pros were like, we call him like a Greek. He's a god. He's a Greek god. Never, never seen anything like it. Right, and, and I'm it, getting married to a woman. Like I, yeah. that's just a fact. Soon. Yeah, it's happening soon. soon. And like I still be a cover. I still maybe after seeing him, we were <laughs> maybe who knows? Yeah, Gino says, "All right, wedding's off." You and me. I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a real long conversation. No, with we were. It's you know, we were. Yeah, we gave him high fives to leave, and then Frank and I were like giggling. <laughs> <laughs> we were giggling. It was crazy. No, and I was like, Frankie, you want to take a picture of me? He's like, I can't ha- even have yeah. that because then it's a comparison point. No yeah. way. Right. Like if I'm standing next to him and then your fiance is like, oh, how was the Roxy Scramble? And don't ha- throw your phone in the fireplace. <laughs> so, yeah, no, he's a really good looking guy. Really nice guy. Um, but, yeah, no, we talked about him for like two hours. How old, how old a guy was this guy? Did you say he's about 30? Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, around there. Right in your range. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know we were going to talk about him on the show. Neither did I. But he's a good looking well, guy. We're here again. It just made me remind, reminded me of him. And then one of the one of the members was like, "Yeah, he goes out there and shoots a 102." And we're like, "It doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Doesn't matter what he does. He's just he's a great looking guy. <laughs> he is." Uh, hope, Gino, I hope this finds you well. You're doing well no matter what. You wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror, you're like, "Things are all right." Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. You guys were doing something different yesterday in the tee box, first tee. Yeah. Yeah, we brought some different vibes, which I think we're going to bring to a lot more of the classics. But we had some time to um, set up a nice little station on the first hole. 
And I just, you know, I got a mic in my hand. We played some music and we announced every single person that stepped up to the first tee. It's a shotgun start. Obviously, and everyone steps up to the first tee. But at some point, you get up to the first tee. And, um, yeah, it just adds a little bit of flavor for the people playing. Something about getting your name announced at a golf event just makes it feel really cool. And It does. And, um, you know, we're obviously we're riffing with the guys. When they hit a bad shot, we're making fun of them. When they hit a good shot, we're going crazy like they just hit the greatest shot of their lives. And you could tell even, like, when a group would come up and they'd be like, oh, these guys are members – We'd be like, oh, they're not going to really get the joke. Like, we're, like, saying jokes. They don't really know what four plays. They fucking loved it, man. Like, they were going Kelly, uh, what was Shout name? out to our guy, Larry Axelrod. Larry Axelrod. Just he, like he was like an long, old school guy. Yeah. Coming out of the cart, we were like, all right, we're going to do this. But, like, he might be like, you guys are never doing this event again. Yeah. And then we announced Larry Axelrod, and he's dancing. He's, oh, I'm dude, like, it stepping was... up to the T. Larry Axelrod. He's like, come on. Well, this like, going to the fake crowd. And then he bombs one. He 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 does a spin, and he sees <laughs> the sword. People love it, man. And he looks at us. He's like, I fucking love it. This is what you guys were talking about last week. Larry Axelrod, 20 years ago, was, was Gino. You yes. know what I mean? The old guys were just – they're just younger guys and older bodies. Yeah. That's right. Think about how you think of you're the exact same person that you were 20 years ago. So are they. I think a lot That's of so those true. guys get a bad rap, like go, like being belonging to a club. You're a little bit older than the younger crews, and like you're getting up there to the tee box, and everyone's like crusty, and you're just like eggshells, walking on eggshells around them, but that was not these guys. They were fucking salt of the earth. Yeah, it was a good crew. And, um, uh, yeah, so that was just fun. That was the second time you had held the mic that day. Oh, First yeah. time you delivered a stirring rendition of the national anthem to the point where it was almost too good. <laughs> like you've done it a few times before and you've been very nervous every single time. The the 20 minutes leading up to it, you're talking to me being like, I'm going to leave. I don't want to do this. I can't believe I, puke, I said it on one podcast and now I got to be the national anthem guy at these events. And the mistake that you were making early on at these events was – you would be facing the crowd. There's like 120 guys ready to play golf, sitting in their carts, and now they're staring at you, waiting to sing the national anthem. So yesterday, we had you turn around, you looked at the flag, you had your back to the participants, huge, and you delivered <laughs> one of the all-time national anthems. Not even just for you, just overall. And you, you really let it loose. You kind of you threw it out there more than you usually do. Yeah. A really, really good, good job on that. I appreciate the kind words. You got a ton of compliments yesterday. Yeah. No, everyone was pretty stunned. I, um, yeah, the first couple times that I did it, I felt like I was keeping it within my body, if that makes any sense. Like I was almost speaking the national anthem because yeah. you're on the same level as everybody else. So like there's something about being on a stage that you feel like you can do a little bit more. There's but, a reason everything is on a stage. Right. But standing like lo- like like same level, like sea level with everybody and just staring at their eyes. Most of the guys are taller than me. I'm like looking up at them, making eye contact, singing the national anthem. Like if I went to go hit a big note, I would always like kind of coward and kind of keep it within because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do that right now. I'm looking at this guy staring at me sing the national anthem it's fucking awkward so i had the idea of just turning my back to the people and looking at the flag and it just let me like kind of forget that everyone was back there and i i didn't have i was able to actually just like sing it and it was really there, were, good. there were a couple times where i just i went for it and it kind of worked like you know what i mean i went no voice cracks no nothing when you start at a certain octave the national anthem there's no going back so i yeah. started a little bit higher than i usually am and i just couldn't i knew the big moments were coming where you're like, there's no not. Yeah, you were locked in now. There's no not trying to hit this note right now. And I would actually be thinking about that. Like, it's coming up. Yeah, you went free. Yeah. You really got up there. Right. <laughs> and you just got to do it. Whatever. It was fun. Um, it was uh, really good. Yeah. It was a really good rendition <laughs> yeah. of the National Anthem. I was shaking. Like, my insides were shaking. Yeah. 
No matter how many podcasts we do, live shows, pup punk, I can do whatever. I, I feel very confident doing all those things. Something about singing just with no music or anything is is by far the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done in my life. Singing is far more vulnerable than speaking in public. <sighs> Dude, crazy. Sam Smith's parents used to make him sing for their family friends at events, and it was like a traumatic experience for him as it a child. It has to be. Because it's... it's it has to be. I felt like lot. my spleen bounced. Like, everything on my insides were bouncing. I was super nervous. But now you know you can do it, and you can do it really well. You yeah. were doing it before, but now... Now you're going to have to do it every time. Yeah. Now it's really every well, time. You're gonna have singing to do it in a really shower. Well. You just have like no like care about what comes out, and it usually comes out better than you think. It worked. Whatever it was, it worked. Yeah. I was very impressed. I think everybody was. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a phenomenal event. This is a, a great place. This would be a very fun spot to come up and play in like a member guest and come up a mm-hmm. day or two early, stay a day or two late, play in a few different courses around town. So amazing golf town. They're kind of talking about – they were doing it on the on live from last night. They were talking about golf towns, like cities and like big cities in the U.S. that are known as golf towns, golf cities. They mentioned like San Francisco. Uh, they mentioned here because that's kind of how it started. This is like a place that has a lot of DNA around golf. Columbus uh, is Columbus like big a big time. golf Columbus town? I guess is where Jack, Jack is yeah. from, and they've got Muirfield, Double Eagle, Scioto, like a ton of great golf. Hamptons. Players. Yeah, that's just money. yeah, but they were like they were trying they were talking about like cities, like a city that is like a golf city. Um, that was that just has like the DNA of golf. I mean, I guess like San Francisco, they used to have big games back in the day of, of like two or three of the all time greats like grew up playing in like these games, and they were talking about that a lot. It's great like Here. public golf scene in San Francisco. Yeah, it's just like a yeah, it's like kind of a golf. And they were just essentially their whole point was there's not that many golf like cities yeah. in the U.S. that are known as like golf cities right and it almost kind of reminded me of like football like states in america like texas texas is like football that's like a football state and it's not that really good players don't come from all kinds of different states they do but like being known as like a golf city i feel like is pretty damn rare and they're essentially making the point that like rochester is kind of a golf city with a lot of golf dna and and Walter Hagen and like a lot of the courses around here. Oak Hills had this is its seventh major championship. It had a Ryder Cup. Like Donald Ross has his fingerprints all over this place. That it's just very golf city. So it was an interesting conversation for me to think about. But um... oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Moving on. Roy McElroy. Um, I want to talk about his presser yesterday. Was it Tuesday presser? <clears throat> Tuesday presser, Tuesday morning. A little, little emo. Little, so Rory's, little Rory's had an interesting, you know, 12 months where it was, it was, he said the dead in the water thing at the Players' Championship uh, a little over a year ago. Uh, he, he came out. He had a pretty damn good year. He almost won the 150th Open Championship at the old course. Ended up barely not getting it done. Had a phenomenal finish to the year. Wins the Tour Championship. Wins the FedEx Cup as like the guy when he's carrying the torch and the whole deal. Won again in the fall, I believe. 
Um, and then, you know, took kind of the winter off per usual. Beat Patrick Reed to start the year, remember? Came out, and then in Dubai, yeah. came out, started the year with a win, was looking really good. And then just kind of there was the Bay Hill, where at Bay Hill he almost won, was playing really well. And that same week he came out, and everybody's talking about how he did like a 10-hour session on Tuesday of like player council and talking to everybody about the restructuring of the tour. He kind of spearheaded restructuring the entire tour. Uh, and then just out of nowhere, missed the cut by a million at the Players' Championship, missed the cut at the Masters Tournament. Uh, skipped the RBC Heritage without really giving a reason, which was his second missed designated event. It cost him $3 million because he didn't play Hawaii as well. You're only allowed to miss one. Uh, came, played Quail Hollow, didn't play particularly well, played like fine, didn't really give a reason or anything, talk about the uh, RBC Heritage. And then this is the first time we've seen him since. Uh, and his press conference was a completely different Roy McIlroy. Now, I'll say on this show, this has been one of the more pro-Roy McIlroy shows probably in the history of entertainment. We love Rory on the show. Yeah. We we could not have had more positive feedback after we spent the first time we ever spent with him, which was like a year and a half ago at TaylorMade Media Day. He walked a whole hole with us, spent an hour with us. He was fucking awesome. He was so down to earth. We saw him again at TaylorMade Media Day in October, probably the second time we ever really spent, second or third time we ever spent time with him. He was phenomenal. Um, we love Rory. He's as candid as I've ever seen him. I have never really seen him like he was yesterday in the press conference at Oak Hill, he gave short one-word answers. He answered, I think it was Alan Shipnick's question about crystal ball. with like, I don't have a crystal ball. And then he was like, well, if you could speculate. And he's like, no. And then that was it. And he did that a handful of times. He almost had, I was saying earlier, a little bit more of a Justin Thomas-type tone. There was an edge. JT has a little edge in the pressers. I feel like he kind of looks at half the questioners, including Dan Rapport a lot. Like, this person's a fucking idiot. Like, you're an idiot for asking that before he even answers it. And almost had a little bit of... Uh, of that tone, which the whole thing kind of tells me that there's got to be more to the story. There's got to be something going on with um, Rory that leads me to want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think we came down a little bit hard on him probably, which I, we think was justified at the RBC Heritage, skipping that after basically talking about how important it was for the tour to get all the best players together and how much of an entertainment product it is and how key that is for the entertainment product going forward. Um, clearly something's going on with him for the last month or couple months. And, yeah, that presser was unlike I've ever heard him probably in my whole life. Yeah, I think despondent is the word that came to mind for me. I, you know, he's usually such a jovial guy. He, he gives you these thoughtful answers. He makes everybody laugh. Um, he kind of had, I, I'm just here so I don't get fined energy yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It was like he didn't want to be up there. I think there's just in general a, a bit of, like, live fatigue going on. Yeah. Um, Alan Shipnuck, who's writing a book about live asked a bunch of players you know if you could that same question basically if you could look into your crystal ball and they were all basically like i don't i don't know like i'm, t I'm tired of talking about it i think rory has really he's been the f almost the face of the whole feud and i think the public is over it i think the players are over it and i think he's finally over it and so they asked him yesterday are, are you going to make a conscious decision to stop talking about live and he just said yeah because i think at this point it, it's not you know in the beginning he was getting praise a lot there was a lot of praise because he was emerging as the good guy in this and talking about legacy and talking about history you know now i think after the masters this is now the second major where everyone's back it's sort of normalized yep i don't think there's as much uh anger kind of on both sides there probably still is on the live side because but that's just internet trolls i don't know if those are even real people bots bots could be bots could be people in in other countries live but off I, rules i just think everyone's kind of over it bots. and i and i think he knows that if he goes up there and gives an answer about live 
you know, whereas before the response was going to be, this guy's amazing, this guy's the leader that we need. Now everyone, I think, would just roll their eyes. And so I think he's kind of just realizing that, like, maybe I'll just get back to being a professional golfer. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Also, maybe he's feeling a little betrayed by the media after the RBC Heritage stuff where he does, he did for a year give the best answers and had the right things to say and was jovial. And then you do, you miss one event, a big event, the second one, and, you know, John Rahm is there, so people are heaping praise on John, and then Rory becomes the bad guy for a week. You just like you can do all of the right things, and still people are going to be like, "Well, you fucked this thing up, so we're going to be hard on you again." The standards for him are higher than they probably are for anybody else because they are. because he's been so kind of I don't want to say goody two shoes, but because he's been so so outwardly positive. That when he does anything or he you know he talks so much that sometimes you contradict yourself and people like to like to highlight that. Yeah. And so I think you're right. I think he's worked so hard and he and he likes to talk about how he's not on social media, but I don't believe him because he always makes comments. He knows exactly what's going on. I think yeah. he's tried so hard to be such a good guy and realizes that yes, there are a ton of people and the vast majority of people who think that he is this great guy and this great leader, but there are also a lot of people who, like you said, nitpick things. And I think he's come to a realization that as much as I can try and as good as I can be on this microphone, I am one comment, one slip of the mouth, one decision away from being you know, everyone's enemy, and, and I, he's probably just done with it. Well, you know, look, there's what, what strikes me about it is that we're, we're like less than a year removed from Rory winning the Canadian Open and literally leading his post-win presser or – interview on the green with like yeah i just got my 20 whatever win one more than somebody else like he doesn't shy away from that stuff he was welcoming it leading it he was the guy so i find it very difficult to believe he just woke up one day and was like i'm tired of this like i so i think it's more than that i definitely think it could be the media thing i think that guys pay way more attention to the media than they lead on i think it affects them more than we think it affects them in a very understandable way like those people yeah. are talking about you as a person, and that's like as a person, when you're reading articles, social media, when you're looking at like the way the tides are shifting on you, that affects you big time. So it could be as simple in our mind, but as complicated and big in Rory's mind as like he felt betrayed, whether that's from, you know, the just the RBC thing, whether it was a combination of like, uh, and, and who knows, he probably knows it better than I do. Like maybe it was a combination of people being hard on him after missing the cut of the players, hard on him at not having what it takes to like step up to the plate at the Masters, hard on him that he didn't get it done at the Open, hard on him that he missed the RBC, and all that might have added up to like he he kind of went over the edge one day of like fuck them, like I'm just not doing it anymore. Um, so it could be that, but I I find it a little difficult to think that like that same guy that had that edge that like. That was an edgy, those were yeah. edgy moments where he was like willing to be the guy and he was literally pulling people aside to recruit them to stay, to pitch to them why we're going to do the designated events without cuts going forward, like why it's a good thing for the tour, why he's going to chirp Greg Norman, like, and then all of a sudden be like, are you done talking about Liv? Yep. And one word answer like that to me, that's a drastic shift. I think something else is probably going on and I don't want to speculate on what it might be, but I, when I hear you say that, I, I think you're right. It's hard to imagine that. Just, just look at the one action of skipping the RBC Heritage. He knew what that was going to bring. He knew he wasn't going to get the $3 million. He knew everyone was going to call him a hypocrite because he basically helped write the rules. So I don't And think, then broke them. And then broke them. Yep. So I don't think that just missing the cut at the Masters would be enough for him to do that. I, you know, there's... 
He's like, yeah. He's I like, asked him this at Quill Hollow. I was like, was it anything? He's like, you know, it's I, I don't, you know, it's my business basically. Yeah. And so there's there might there could well be something going on. Again, I'm not going to speculate what it is. When someone tells you that it's their business, that's a p- very polite way of saying shut the fuck up, don't ask me. Right. So you let it go, and uh, you know maybe in six months we'll find out what happened. The guy's you know he's kept secrets before no one knew his no one knew his wife was pregnant until like a week before she had the baby so he has a private life and and something could well be going on or it could not be but i think it's it's a time for grace and it's a time to give the guy it's hard being in the public the public eye all the time every week a time for grace yeah yeah he's definitely a real person right like we just look at him as rory because he's a megastar and yeah who knows like you just wake up one day and you're just like fuck this is just a lot all this is a lot and you're a little short in some interviews and it's like what's wrong with this guy it might just be like it's a lot, man. He's got a lot on his shoulders for sure. And it could be, yeah. It, it, look, I know when we spent that day with Rory at Taylor May Media for the first time a year and a half ago, I remember that like our biggest takeaway, and I remember what I said specifically, was like that man is the most impressive just person I've spent personal time with. Yeah. Just impressive. He's just impressive. He's He's clean, cool, jovial, unbelievably talented, unbelievably rich. He's down to earth. He gets it. He's not detached. He's not. Uh, he's not above all of it. He gets it. He gets the jokes. He gets the pop culture. Yet he's still above it on a social scale because he's Rory fucking McIlroy and he's won four majors and he's the guy. And that guy's just the most impressive guy. That hasn't changed for me at all. No, that guy's unbelievably impressive. This will probably be just like you have a slump in the golf. This will be like, oh yeah, a little bit of a slump that Rory went through with like media or whatever. That to me doesn't affect anything. But if we're gonna do a podcast twice a week and talk for golf about golf for three hours. You got to talk about that. Something has clearly changed with him. And like Dan said, like the guy deserves the privacy, deserves all of it. He also, I think, deserves some of the criticism that he got around skipping the RBC. And he knew he was going to get that. So it's not. I think he would probably agree with him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. He would probably agree with it himself. Um, But it is just a very interesting, like stark difference between just his tone in pressers and, and as the guy from Bay Hill, which is in fucking March. To now, which is May, which has been a couple months, that's it, which is nothing. I would like to know how some of these guys, if they are actually off social media, but they do seem super plugged in, do they get like packets from their people? Like, here's kind of what's going on. Here's a quick PowerPoint. Like a a White House briefing? Yeah, kind of. Just like, how do they, because some of them I do believe and some of them I don't believe, but the guys that I do believe but still seem super plugged in. Like, how are they getting this information? Yeah, I think they have an agent or a manager and they might say like, you know, what what are people saying? And then yeah. I guess it's kind of on him to filter that information. I mean, if you look at a lot of these guys' social media profiles, it's it's pretty clearly not them on the ones and twos. Yes. So someone's in charge of that, and they're seeing everything. But I, I do think a lot of these guys who say that they're not on social media are definitely on social media. I think media. they're on it with a burner that allows them to follow stuff. And I think that we all know now growing up with it and being part of our job how easy it is to just stay in tune with things. Once a day. It's really not hard. You're in an Uber or you're waiting for a friend for five minutes and you sit there. You're in the lobby of the hotel waiting for 45 seconds. You just out of habit. Pull up Twitter and the accounts that you follow. It might be us, Golf.com, Golf Digest, Eamon Lynch, Brandle. And in that 45 seconds, you can see the narrative. And if you do that 10 times a day, which is really easy, you've spent less than 10 minutes on it total and you know what's going on. True. It's really not that fucking hard. It's harder to not. Right. 
Yeah. Right. And if you're on Instagram, and even if you're not the one posting, great job, at, you know, like whatever, you're still seeing it. If you're on the Instagram, you're seeing what's on there. It's not hard to just see. And very quickly you understand. Or, and, and Golf Digest, I think, does the quote cards big. And like we do some of that now too of like quotes that people say. Like I'm sure RBC week, there was a picture of Roy McIlroy probably looking sad and like yeah. had a quote that was like, the guy that wrote the, wrote, you know, wrote the rules is now the one breaking them or something along that effect. And you just can't not see it. It's impossible not yeah. to see it, you know? That's true. They always do find the sad photo, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. If they need like it. Hat, when hat, you're, like... When your life is public and you're media, you're out of there all the time, there's a picture of you, whether you were feeling that emotion at the time or not, there's a picture of you looking sad, mad, happy, interested, yeah. inquisitive. Yeah. They're all out there. It's so funny. It's like Tiger Shoot 68 and it's like a picture of him like, yeah, like this. And then Tiger Shoot 74 and it's like, or no, it's, it's Tiger Woods. He has another surgery and it's yeah. literally him like yeah, with his, yeah, with his hairline hat. and he's like, Jesus, looking dude. like or some people years yeah. old. Some outlets are super rude and they'll have the one of him fought when he fell to his knees. It's like, oh, with the that's, back. yeah, that's inappropriate. That's low. That's that's too low. That's but, a low blow. Dude, that to our, it should be. That's from Liberty National. Yeah. If you went back to our blogs, we've used that picture probably 30 times in the cover photo. We've talked about this before, but there are things that we have done, said, or <laughs> represented in a blog that we didn't realize we would get this big. Yeah. Yep. That's just the way that it is, honestly. Yep. Like this is and nothing crazy. Harder crazy. to talk shit about people now when you see them all the time. Much much harder. And you realize, and what we've learned is that all these guys are just people. But when you're just so far out and you're just throwing stones and trying to make people laugh, you'll kind of say and post whatever. But, you know, I just didn't think that I'm wearing PJ Championship merch right now. Yeah. Barstool co-branded. Yeah. I just didn't see that coming. Never. So some of the things that, you know, we might have said in the past, it is what it is. I used to write P.S. Fuck Billy Horschel at the end of all my <laughs> golf blogs. You guys made a video with yeah, him. Yeah, he's a perfect example. <laughs> I love Billy he Horschel. Is. He's great. Saw him today. Oh yeah, we did. Great. Talked for a long time. Talked for a long time. Yeah, a couple glasses of scotch with him after we played him at the players. Like yep. he couldn't be better. Love that guy. It is. That's always an interesting. It's been a fun ride to like. Like people are always like, "You're softer now. You you guys just suck these guys' dicks that you meet them now." But like, I don't know. I think it's more fun to be like, "You were one side of it. Now you're the other." I don't know. People might not find that as interesting, but that's just the way that it is. Imagine if that was literally true. If we sucked their dicks every time we saw. It them. is true. You know, that'd be like such a crazy, that's I, like what we had to do to get access. It's, I don't know how to respond to that, but it's just been an interesting journey. Frankie would love that. <laughs> Wait, can you repeat it? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. No, that's all right. Frankie hasn't been sleeping great. Frankie's still thinking about Gino. I was just thinking, no, I got, I got an update about my flight and I was looking at it. What happened? Well, we were just saying if, if, you know. In order to get on these guys' good side, if all it took was to suck their dicks, I feel like you would be in. Because people say that that's what we do, you know, metaphorically. Matt, it's just a metaphor. We can move on. We can move on. It's just a metaphor. Yeah, we I'm not going to answer that. Dude, I can't get a text message to go through in here. What's with Rochester Internet? We're in, in the sticks, have a tower? man. We're in the sticks. You don't have a tower out here? I'm not even close to the sticks. You're in the sticks, dude. We are not I in the sticks. sticks. There's sticks everywhere. Those, those are called trees. Yeah, And they're the just not. It's the sticks, dude. Yeah, are, the compared to the big old concrete big jungle, this is the sticks. I'll dude. take you to the sticks. This ain't the sticks. I don't want to go to the sticks with you. I don't want to go anywhere with you. I know you don't. <laughs> there is a bush. I haven't been sleeping rivalry. well. I don't know what's been going on. Two nights in a row. I don't know if it was just the hotel. I don't know what happened. I couldn't sleep. That's a bad feeling. Oh my gosh. Like you fall asleep and then you wake up and you're like, man, 
I definitely am not sleeping well right now. Let me look at the at the phone. Do the and math see what time on how many hours you're gonna get. And mm-hmm. like you're, you're looking at the time, and I'm thinking like it's got to be at least like 5 a.m. And it was like 1:28 a.m. I'm like, no way. Go back to sleep. Do it again. I'm like, all right, it's got to be like 6 a.m. I definitely had to have gotten good sleep. 2:30. Like 30 or 40 minutes was going by each time. You know what helped with that? <laughs> Marijuana. Marijuana. Yeah. I have. I will there's, say that I don't usually have that issue. That's there, the I, will, some there, I will say I have a thing going on in my life for the last like year where I can't sleep past seven a.m. Yeah, doesn't matter when I go, go to, to bed. Go to bed at three in the morning, drunk. Go to bed at three, yeah. wake up at seven. It's it's borderline ruining my life. Yeah, Two weeks sucks. ago, I slept until like eleven thirty uh, on a Saturday. It was I w- amazing. When I wake up at seven twenty or whatever, I'm I could run. I could sprint. I'm just wide awake. It's very strange, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate every second of it. So I had two nights ago. I we went to bed at like nine fifty. Yeah. And no, no, sorry. I went to bed at about ten fifty, and I woke up at like nine a.m. Dude, it I was would, insane. I would, and it was one of those. It's a slumber, Frankie. I literally had the opposite of you. I woke up thinking I was like, it's got to be three or four in the morning, and I looked, and it was like eight fifty-five. I was like. <laughs> what <laughs> i would i the things i would do to be able to do that right now it's i hadn't done that in I'm tired ever it's you gotta be tired yeah shall i take your order or do you need a minute yes i'll be ready just buying a car on carvana what it's super convenient i already got pre-qualified in two minutes all i had to do was answer a few questions what that's handy yeah now i'm customizing my down and monthly payments what that's an exquisite deal and just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. The other thing I want to talk about is Jason Day saying, yeah. so Jason Day just won. Hurrah. We're all going crazy. Plus 700 I had him at. Uh, Pat of my bankroll. Nicely going to the PGA Championship, which I'm very excited for. And the final two rounds of the NHL playoffs, which I'm very excited for. Uh he got here, gave a presser today. He said he's not going to play a single hole at Oak Hill until yeah. Thursday's tournament starts. Feels crazy. Feels like a crazy thing to do. That's he, didn't pl- he didn't play yesterday or today? No. He's not playing a single hole. He said he wants to stay fresh mentally. I love it. We were talking about this before. No. I love it. That's crazy. I like it as an experiment. Let's see how he does. Yeah. He said he's done it before. He said he's done it before, which is equally crazy. I don't know. Whenever I play a tournament and I don't play well, that's my first thing. It's like, oh, I didn't play a practice round. So, you know, what can you really expect? Yeah. I don't know how you play a major championship. You don't know how the ball's coming out of the rough. You don't know how far a hole is playing downhill. That's you don't. It's just like, I feel like you're here. What, what else are you going to be doing for the next 36? <laughs> like, so don't even take it that seriously. Just go out there and just. Just hit balls. Yeah, if you don't want to hit in the rough, like just hit a couple chips. Like do something. I can't believe it. We saw him chipping on the practice range today. It's not playing, but he's not not out there. It's not like he's just sitting in his hotel and staring. He's still gotta play the course. I I don't feel elementary, but I'm saying I'm saying take Wednesday off. I would today. I would have if I were a player. I would not have played today. It's so cold out there. But I I'm excited to watch it just to see how he plays. That's gonna be very interesting. He was like, yeah, the yardage book's really good. So I guess that's all you need. That's not enough for me, dude. Playing I had, it on 2K. So, he's ready to so go. I took him top 10 plus 300 before I knew this nonsense where he's not even playing <laughs> this the would golf move, Yeah, that press conference would move the line, I think. Probably has. I haven't placed the bet yet because I'm going to do it when we fly to Chicago tonight. When, we fly to, when I fly to St. Louis tonight, layover in Chicago, and yeah. place that wager. So hopefully that changes the odds. Hopefully those odds makers are listening to that preposterous Jason Day interview. But I, that, like you said, I mean – you got to just see how bouncy are the greens. How, like, uh, I. 
But okay, it, how about this? If he plays well, I was gonna say. Imagine he wins no a practice tur- rounds. Imagine, for he wins, imagine he wins a tournament and just for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is just not a thing anymore. Or he just ruins. He now there's nobody out there playing practice That's rounds. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Leading up to the tournament, it's just like everybody used to play practice <laughs> rounds. Then Jason Day won in Rochester, and now nobody's out there anymore. He might not be playing them because they're so slow. We yeah, we've heard some rumblings that the practice rounds are slow. Like Th- they're like three and a half hours. Rumblings that if people think that the actual golf is too slow. That they wouldn't believe the practice. It's like rounds. three and a half hours for nine holes. That's, That's what they said. Dropping balls everywhere, and if they don't Putting like a drive, they're gonna, angle. yeah, it's it's Imagine not fast. Jason Day's playing zero minutes of practice rounds. Right, zero minutes. These guys are taking three and a half hours to play nine holes. Maybe hmm. he doesn't want to wait either. He's just like, I can't go out there. for You know what? I'm hours. just so rooting for him to just win now. I know. Oh yeah, that's going to be right? my rooting interest Practice, for sure. Everybody would just fly and win. Then right, that'll change the the landscape of golf for the better. He also said in his press conference today that when Tiger was in the depths of his chipping yips in like you remember 2015 or 2016, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. he invited Jason Day over to his house because Jason Day was like chipping unbelievably well, and Jason Day basically like taught him how to chip again. Wow! And he said that he learned more from the experience from Tiger than Tiger actually learned from him. And Tiger was working with Chris Como at the time. And then Jason Day met Chris Cohen was like, that guy's fucking really smart. And now they're working together. So cool little tidbit from that the press conference. That is a cool little tidbit. I have a friend, Aaron wow. Vigno, Viggy, we call him, who he always tells a story that in 2015, I think it was, where he went to the waste management. Oh, that was ugly. And that was when Tiger, and he's like, one time we ever got to see Tiger Woods in person, <laughs> and he's blading chips over the green. He's like fatting him and bleeding. It's like the only crazy. time I ever got to see him. It's like just hard to believe. He couldn't do it. He could not hit a chip. Hard to believe that that he went through that. He could not hit a chip square for like five months. <laughs> he insane. couldn't even make contact. He was blading him over the green. He was chili dipping them too. Oh, was, I he'd remember. be like at the bottom of a slope and hit one, and it would go up two feet. Dude, he shot like 85 at the Phoenix Open. <laughs> 80 shots hard, over the Not game. even that what hard of a golf course. What was the clip? He was given a clinic or they were opening a Tiger golf course and it was a, oh, a no. shot over water. I think it was Blue Jack. I think three. it was in Houston when we did it with, with, yeah, with Saw. It. He hit like three he in a row. three wedges in a row into the water. Water. And everyone's just <laughs> like, ooh. It was like a ribbon cutting. And he was like, yeah, yeah, now the best player of all time. It was like an 85-yard shot and he just chilled <laughs> up three into the water. Those are dark <laughs> times, there was man. There were some really dark times. Like Even now... It's hard watching him walk, like walk, but he can hit a fifty-yard pitch. Yeah, <laughs> but back then, because was... a lot of guys don't get out of that. Yeah, it's just kind of over. It really shows you the ups and downs of life. Like that had to be the most humiliating thing in the world. And then he comes back, and four years later, wins the Masters tournament. Chips very well. Chips very well. Chips very well. Dude, yeah. I rem- I remember thinking because when he blocked that eight iron as his approach shot on the seventy-second hole, like, with he's that, do it again. I'm like, well, now he's got a chip that literally not that long ago he couldn't get this anywhere near the green, no. and if he doesn't get this on the green, he's just gonna lose the master. Yeah, yeah. that would have been. A- he pitched it right into that hill perfectly and was like, yeah, yeah, I can handle that. I was like, I mean, you couldn't for a while. You just couldn't. What a life. We talk about it all the time, but what a life. <laughs> what a life. Up and down, years and that way life. up there and way down there. All the time. I want to talk about a guy who's got a life right now that 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 caught my eye today on the on the driving range of the practice facility. Aaron Rye. Yeah, I gotta talk about this guy. Yeah, the two gloves. I gotta talk about what I saw on the range today, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, it's a bad thing. It's one of the more unique <laughs> things I've ever seen in my entire life. Shows up carrying his own bag. He's the most humble guy ever. on tour. Yeah, he's got the iron, iron covers. covers. He's got the whole story. He never was able to afford golf clubs when he finally got. Them. He wanted to take care of them. He walks up to this range holding his own bag. I believe it was his it's his mother that's with him. Have you ever seen his crew that he walks through? I think it's Well his coaches are the me and my golf guys that from Taylor you know the Taylor made guys, the YouTube guys? 
There's, they're like his coaches are like YouTubers. So his coaches are YouTubers. I think he had his mother out there right. holding a bucket of balls, and I think it's either his significant other or his sister or his wife. I don't know who else, but they're all just standing around him. Now this is the PJ Championship, is a major, right? So at some point, this guy is like a really good professional golfer, and that's and that usually comes with a little bit of a swagger or like. Right, you see to these the seventeenth hole, Sawgrass. Yeah, you see these guys walk up. Like we watch Tommy Fleetwood, he's holding the bucket of balls. He had, his bags already on the driving range, waiting for him. He's dapping people up. Aaron Rye walked up with his family, from what I could see, and they stood over every single one of his chips mm. and they threw the ball down into the rough and they all analyzed how deep it would go. The mom, everyone is looking. And, okay, now chip it, chip the ball. And he would chip the ball, and then they went nuts. And then they'd watch it, and then they'd kind of like go and say and point here, like chip right here, and then like the mom would throw the ball down, and then he'd like really get into the chipping. Was he three years old? It was crazy, and I I know it's like humble, it's cute, and I I just couldn't keep my eyes off it. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it in professional sports. What does Aaron Rye to miss the cut on the Barstool Sports? Dude, maybe to win. Like who? Maybe that's just his. Those are the two bets I'm gonna put in. One. For him to miss a cut, the other one to Trent win. was watching it with me. It was, I was. It's stunning. Yeah. Come on. It's it's the complete opposite of what we've ever said with like Patrick Reed and his wife like walking across the green like with their high heels on. It's the complete opposite of it. <laughs> Punching holes it's, in the green. It's it's it's, it's kind of similar in like how how drastically different it is from every single other person that's out there. Yeah, you watch like Patrick Cantlay or you watch someone else was Jason Day and there's like six grown, very serious grown men behind them yeah, walking yeah. the pit balls. There was, and, and then there was one other guy out there like with the him AGG, he, who was, getting, event yeah, like who was getting balls from him and he was wearing a leather jacket. He was wearing a leather jacket. Which was cool. With a slick back ponytail hair and he was just standing there like this watching every single chip he did. <laughs> it was one of the more bizarre things I've ever seen in my – his mom was tossing balls for him. <laughs> this is, I, I looked at him. This is the PGA Championship. And that, that's – listen, it's fucking adorable and yeah. it's awesome. It's great. He's humble as fuck. Yeah. But – I just like can't imagine. I, I just was wondering if like if one of his competitors just like saw his crew walking around. She's like, yeah, like that's just like Aaron Rye. It's just like what he does. You know, it's just yeah. like that's another one. I guess we'll see how he performs for sure. If he plays I'm star well. in his name on the score app. Either you're you're not playing practice rounds. Maybe you're bringing your mom <laughs> around. Maybe you know, it's just like who knows. It it takes you're all time because you saw it too, Alex. It, oh yeah, you couldn't keep your eyes off it. You yeah. really couldn't. You, it takes all kinds. So we'll see. Yeah, I had to. I had to. <laughs> all types of clubs. different warm-ups yeah it was it was a warm-up and i'm i'm guessing that he stops that at wednesday you know yeah you think it's it'll just just be him in the if they're out there on friday saturday it's a problem right <laughs> could be <laughs> you think they're out there pre-round <laughs> holding his clubs <laughs> does he not did he have a caddy i didn't see i don't know I, it Unless didn't. Like, wa- nobody appeared to be his caddy. <laughs> okay. What's Aaron Rye? They're all deal. his caddy. He's a British guy who uh, got his card through finals. Nice guy. He comes from like super working class family. Super nice guy. Yeah. Just a just a very like humble nice boy. How old a guy is Aaron Rye? My age, right? 28, 20, 29, 27. Interesting. I want to learn more about this caddy. Yeah. Two gloves. Two gloves and iron covers. So aesthetics are not really. He's, he's not a swagger guy. He's not really into the swagger. Nor should does he have to be. It was just such a wild drastic difference from quite literally everything I've ever seen in professional sports to the point where it's like maybe that's just this thing and that's gonna like catch on. You know? Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family, make it a family event. He's like Tony Fino. Yeah. But even Tony Fino. Yeah, Tony's got do a that. coach and a caddy and yeah, he's very buttoned up. Well, uh, when they were standing on the green saying, here's your landing spot, that's where I was like something something's going on over there. <laughs> 
She like doesn't play golf. She's just like, oh, look, chip it over there. She's like, I think this is a good spot. I really. <laughs> He'd be a great guy to have on the show. Well, He'd be a fantastic guy to have right, on the we'll show. All right, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. I'm trying to think. Who he's else. just gonna kill. He's he's gonna kill that like like that funny conversation with just the most kindness of all time. Yeah, like, he's gonna love make having feel them bad. out there. Yeah, and you're gonna be like, of course you do. Yeah. Of yeah, why course, wouldn't you? Yeah. Of course, I would love all of my family out there. With I want them sitting right next to me right now. Yeah. Is Lee Westwood's like wife still caddy for him? I don't yeah, know. yeah, I think so. Live golf tour. Sometimes it's his wife. Sometimes he's a son in there. He kind of moves it around. Jack, eighty um, six Masters. Had his, his kid. son out there. Yeah, caddying for him. Oh, I cool. would do it. Phil, Joey Thomas' son ago. got a victory Brother. this week, right or last week? Did Hagee win? You, no, no, uh, he caddied he's on caddying the, for uh, oh. Stricker. A Stricker on the Champions Tour. Yeah, uh, he I caddied for Nelly Corda last week. No, 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 no Joe Lacava Junior. Oh, Junior was on Stricker's Junior bag? was on Stricker's bag. Got a win. Oh, sick. Good for him. I know I he's saw, been caddying for Brandon Hagee on the Corn Fairy Tour. Right. Who's doing all right? I don't think he's like in position to get his card. Joey yet. Junior texted me and was like, "Your corn fairy event that's coming up. All the guys are jacked up. Can't yeah. wait to be there. So yeah. I guess he's going to be there for that." Yeah, he's caddying for Brandon that week. Um, he'll be a great guy to highlight during our broadcast. Joey Junior. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, Joey Junior had um, so he caddied at Wingfoot mm-hmm. for a couple of years, I believe. Obviously, his father helped him get that gig, and then yeah, Eggy on the. Corn Ferry Tour and then jumped over. He obviously did Charlie Woods for mm-hmm. two or three years in a row with the PNC. Yep, yep. And then now we got that was a major, right? The PGA Senior Major or whatever, right? I don't think Last it was. Week? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. I think that was a that was a senior fellas major. I'm gonna look it up. I couldn't look shit up. I got no service. This yeah, town I, stinks. I probably won't get service either. Joey, Joey Lacava won his first tournament as a caddy alongside Steve Tricker at the Regents Tradition Tournament on the PGA Tour Championship. That does sound like a major. I think that's one of their majors. Regents Tradition. Are I they think like that, the LPGA? They do I think five they have majors? Five. I okay. think that's one of them. All right. Cut this if Official major championship of the PGA Tour Champions. Come there on. you go. Wow, Joey Jr. All Hoover, right. Alabama. Greystone Golf and Country Club. So Stricker's caddy is just the Lakava family. The Lakava family, <laughs> right? Whichever one you can get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's that? Uh, pro- what's that? What's that paycheck look like? I don't know, but he's also st- he's following in uh, Daddy's footsteps when it, when he wears his favorite team's hat. Yeah, Joey always wears a Ranger hat or a Giants hat, and Joey Junior was wearing a nice big New York Yankees hat for the championship. Just a matter of time it. until he's on a big PJ Tour bag. It feels I think like. so. Could be Brandon Hagee. I'm not saying Brandon Hagee's not the guy, but I feel like you got to last him like that. You won a major championship. Albeit with the you know, PJ Tour champions, but you got the pedigree. He's a cool kid. He's going to be out Is here. Is Stuart Mutzing's son still on, on no. anybody's back? He went to go work for Delta, I believe. For what? For Delta, Delta oh, Airlines. Okay. Yeah, he had a, he had like okay. a job. And Stuart, I think they were doing it for a couple of years, and I think he like got over it. And they got a win together, didn't they? They did get a win together. They won in Napa, I believe. Working for Delta Airlines, like a flight attendant. No, I don't think. I think in the in the head office. There was a guy that we met yesterday during the Rock City Scramble that I had to announce, and he was in a former assistant pro here. I'm going to forget his name. I can't remember. I can picture him, but yeah. Oh, it was. Remember, I mispronounced his last name. Gosage. I said Gosage. I think his name is Gosage. Okay. And um, he was a pro, and then he just gave up golf, and now he like does like heart surgery, some or something. He is the guy. Who, when doctors, when surgeons do heart surgery, he stops the heart yeah. and keeps it keeps the person alive. Doctor goes <laughs> yeah. in there, surgeon goes in there, fixes it up, and then the doctor's like, "Kick that sucker back on." So he goes from folding shirts in the pro shop to yes. doing that, changing grips to changing ball. hearts, pipes the ball, it's a big, and uh, then stepped up to the job, first tee. Yeah. I said all this on the mic, yeah. yeah, and he just piped 
a drive with a nice fucking draw into the wind. There were a couple of good just, players yesterday. He turned around and he's like, yeah, he's like, as if I couldn't just keep, I still, still do, do that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Sick. Golf's still good to me. Stop. So the heart stops, but that you have to, they have to put something in you probably that yeah, keeps machine, your pumping dude. your fake heart basically. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I think so. How crazy is that? How crazy is heart transplants? Huh. They just take you, take your heart your out. Heart, At one point, your heart is beating in somebody's hand, and they put it into a tray, get rid of it. Yeah, because that one stinks, and they put and a they new one in there. They put a new one in of someone that had passed away like minutes before. Mm-hmm. It's always Sec- from a cadaver. Second, guess, seconds be. before. Really? I think they passed away next to you, like there. What? Ooh, right? Like, I don't within know. Minutes, how, do they, how do they time that? Well, no, they don't time, but they, that person had to have just died. Yeah. Well, pretty recent. But yeah, yeah what if they died like a car accident? I think they. I cut, think that's fine. I think they take that heart right out of you and bring <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, that's right what over. you have on your, uh, like when you're yep. organ donor. donor. Organ donor. They put it in like a like a Yeti cooler and mm-hmm. bring it right over. I've seen Grey's Anatomy. Right, right. Fly it right in. Right. They're waiting on the roof. And they keep going. Didn't, uh, did Bill Clinton have like a, a heart transplant? No, he had like a quadruple bypass or okay. something. Yeah. Okay, okay. Heart um, transplant, when they first did that, had to have been the greatest achievement in human history. When they literally the first took the time heart out of somebody it doesn't get any and brought it that. into another yeah. person, and then it just worked. I think I saw... Dude, they're like... I would love to watch a documentary on they're that. They're like, it worked. <laughs> how, many times did it not, how many times did it not oh, work? A bunch. I think I'm making this up, but I might not be. I feel like I saw a 60 Minutes type of report on a heart transplant where the heart that was given... The person started to take on the personality traits. I don't want to deal with that. Okay, of the person, no way. who they were given, who's the heart. You sound Wait. like you're from. There's <laughs> <just> a different, <laughs> just a different <laughs> accent starts coming and out. And I, I not... want to be clear that there's a real chance I'm making that up. Wait, and that that I... can't be. The heart Listen, is. Who knows? Come man. on, really? Maybe it's maybe, maybe it's placebo. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's the soul. Maybe it's placebo. Mm, yeah. And maybe I made it up. <laughs> Definite <laughs> possibility. Can't be clear. The High Noon El Prez Pack is here, featuring my top four High Noon Vodka Celtic flavors. These flavors include passion fruit, pineapple, pear, an all-new flavor, tangerine, all made with real vodka, real juice. This 12-pack is only here for a limited time, so get it while you can. Just look for the pack with my face on it. You can even scan the QR code in the pack and have me virtually join your party. Visit HighNoonSpirits.com to find the El Prez Pack nearest you. Talked a lot about death today on the driving range of the PGA Championship. We did? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Talked a pretty good amount about it. Good amount. Oh, yeah, the three of us did. We did. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, yeah. I sometimes think about that that moment right before, like if you're conscious right before you die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're healthy. You're no, Let's say, like I said, a nuclear bomb comes down. You see the mushroom cloud coming at you. And you're like, nothing else is happening. You're just staring at this thing. That moment of like I'm about to die has to be fucking wild. I think you're probably like so much like adrenaline and oxytocin going through your body that you would feel like really high. Well, I was telling them that I saw a TikTok <laughs> that All I right. can't believe we're talking about this again. <laughs> that um, like your brain uses past experience to guide you forward, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in a situation that you've been in before, your brain goes back to it and it kind of teaches you how to react this time. And what they say when you have a near death experience or right before you die your whole life flashes before you, right? So that's not just like a saying? That's a thing? Well, that's what they're saying. It's saying your your brain is searching for a reference point, but you're doing something that you've never done before. Yeah. So it's just flipping through. It's going through all the files. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And there's nothing, but it shows you everything because you're like, 
I don't have an why answer. That doesn't happen when you do something you've never done before in any walk of life. I, I, I it's a TikTok, so it might not be real. But like when I go like cross country skiing, why don't I just like file through everything? My brain's like, we haven't done this before. <laughs> and do you go? Have you ever been cross country no. skiing? Yeah. Maybe saying. you should try it. Maybe, 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 maybe I'll see yeah. all the flashes of light. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's scary. See, I think I'm just a believer. When you die, lights out forever and okay. you just turn into molecules and dust Pixie and like dust. yeah stardust you just and go into like the trees. and then it just kind of it just floats around it so goes all life. different directions and then it becomes a part of a become new a life mushroom. eventually a lot of people think you become a mushroom well i watched that that documentary yeah where the mushrooms eat everything yeah they burn like basically like they, they have this one pile of ash and they just left it there and then just mushrooms came out of it is that right yeah yeah but i also think like that right like i think that Almost every part of like me was a, was a part of a different like life form, form. at some point. I don't I, know what I think. Buddhism a little bit, but I don't mean like spiritually. I right. mean physically, like the physical components part of yes. me, the atoms and all that are literally from like something that was a different life form. At some point, became dirt, became sky, became part of the air, and then became another person. I believe all the me. science parts. I definitely am like on that side because I, I'm I try and become a rational thinker with things. That I told you guys on the driving range of the PGA Championship here at Oak Hill <laughs> is that uh, there's got there's just something about the mind and consciousness and dreams and fears and like guilt and all those feelings that makes us feel more than just atoms that like are born evolve like it feels more than evolution it feels more than like apes to cavemen to humans it's like there's something different there there's like a connection. You see a pair of titties. You're like, I like that. Like, there's a different. There's something different. See a hot guy. You know, you see like Gino Giacomo, You're like, I like that. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So that's like when everything ends. Like, where does that go? Like, is that just a? Is that just like a fragment of who we are? Is that just like a a, a, a side gig? You know, of just like humanity. If just it just goes away with it, or is that like? I think it just goes brought away. on to something else. You know. Who I don't knows? know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm at a point in my life where I don't know what I, I don't how know, I feel about know? it. Because throughout Makes certain points think, of though. my life, I've had stronger opinions about it. But now I don't. I'm with you. I, I used to be kind of very cold. Like we come from dust, we turn to dust, and now it's like I don't think that's cold. I think it's rational. Yeah, I, yeah. It rational, rational is one but word. Also, there's just too much stuff. There's that too much goes warmth in life. There's just yeah, buddy. I think one asteroid hits, all gone forever. Gone. Yeah. It could be gone. I also used to but be at a point where I was actually thinking like, like that moment, a healthy person staring at a mushroom cloud coming at him. <laughs> it's, it's almost more irrational to think that like your brain just like blanks out right there. Like I almost think that there's like a lingering thing right after it. Like, you know what I mean? That like would make ghost? me feel mo- just like, just like that moment right after. It's just like something's got to kind of like float away. You just think it's just done? You don't even John. know? Well, what? So you think if like, you get a bullet in the head, it's like that? It's just darkness. You don't think like there's like a... Instantly, whoa, 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 lights out, gone. You don't think, your, brain, you don't no, think no, no. Your, your mind's like, holy shit. No. But listen, we talked about this too on the range. I don't think where... it has a chance to. It's gone. <laughs> the, literally the physical but components listen, that make it be like, oh shit, have been eliminated. It's over. But listen, we talked about this on the range too where... The pick range a... the PJ Championship, by the way. Golf tournament. Yeah. yeah. Pick a religion, whichever one. I'm not picking on one or the other where... No, pick you, on it. You'll read, the, you'll read whatever book or whatever scripture... And, you know, the it's there's all these crazy stories. But then – and they're like, that sounds made up. But then think about what's actually going on, all the molecules and atoms and, you know, the evolution of it all. That's even more magic. It's crazy. 
If that was in a book, you'd be like, that sounds crazy. There's a yeah. burning ball of gas that's just in the sky right now, and it's shooting out all these rays of things that we can't see, and we're just, like, warm. And all of it's fucking weird. You know what I mean? It's hard to believe. A lot of it's hard to believe, and all of it is, like, we just believe science. Both sides can make you feel like the other side is completely ludicrous. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's like, why is shit out of another monkey today? Why is monkey shit out of a religious person about, like, you know, like, another galaxy we think we're going to find there's like well you sound insane <laughs> you know what i mean like i feel talking about we're sending feel, a little tube out of our galaxy and the place that i'm in now it. with it i feel much more comfortable just kind of like i don't know we'll see what happens That's funny, way like, better. i also on the galaxy thing i have nothing that i've ever witnessed seen or calculated that convinces me that that galaxy theory is correct correct like it's just People that society has told me are smart that are like, no, yeah, that's just what it is. <laughs> right. well, I watched that like, Infinity thing. Yeah. And they were talking about how by that theory, there's a person who's exactly like you. Right. Who's one hair, one more gray yeah. hair than you. And yes. then with two more gray. That's yes. the theory of Infinity. It yes. blew my mind. Whose yep. leg is crossed the other way. Yeah. Right now. Right. And then some people think that dreams is like you kind of like seeing their – it's like your brain is kind of like intermingling with what they're thinking. Like you're seeing little glimpses of what they went through. <laughs> yeah. Like your, what dream, a is, your what a... dream is just kind of like intercepting that. Yeah. Because dreams really are just like – sometimes they feel really real. Yeah. Really real. And something's just a little bit off. They always feel real. That's all. You're with like you're a different crew. You're with a different crew, or like it's like two years ago. Like I'm playing on the Islanders, not watching them. Yeah, I will say, wow, that felt fucking real. That's the weirdest. (laughs) The weirdest thing about dreams is everything could be backwards. Like heads could be on backwards, and when you're in it, you don't think about that heads on backwards. You think it's normal. So how could what is that any different in the waking state? Right. All right. So what do you guys like this week? We did talk about all of that while John Rahm was hitting power fades off the fucking. Yeah, how do you look? He's just bro, really he stands good. so close to the ball when so he drives close. it. It's fucking crazy. And he just hits those power bombs, man. Yeah, he hits those peel like like hit it left, peel it missiles. Yeah, not missiles. spinning though. It's like no. tumbling. Yeah. Nope. Yes. It tumbles. He's just right now it's flow state. You know he's got one of the best ball flights right now? It's fucking Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it's like yeah. a little tight little drop. Oh my god, it's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. I was trying to. I was watching him just launch drivers. And I was trying to picture like playing him in a match. How like intimidating it would be to watch that guy tee off. It's tight. It is an aggressive swing, and it's fluid. And the ball jumps Deep. off his fucking club face. He hits it a mile, dude. Yeah, he does. I was like, we were standing as close as you would to someone if they're teeing off with you on a tee box, and I was like, that would make me fucking shrivel up into a ball if I had yeah. to try and face him over and over and over again, over and over again, whole day. And then he takes out. He had. He had a flight. Is it flight scope? The one that goes on the side. Mm-hmm. He, had he had both. He had both yeah. and a track man. It's like, and he's taking the data from both of them after each drop. Yeah, it, filming a, pencil, a swing. The whole with a thing. pencil and fucking paper. Yep. What is he doing? Of every drive he's hitting. And, <laughs> and it's on the big screen on the on the track man like jumbotron thing. And here we are out there just guessing swing after swing. Yeah, yeah it felt okay. But like even amongst those pros, John Rom says he likes to hear his uh, yardages within fives, like a. Mm-hmm. 75 meters, 70 meters. Right. And Fitzpatrick likes to know to the inch. Millimeter. Different ways to do it. Yeah. No right answer. I like Rom's way, by the way. I think that's what super athletic. Yeah. And like reactionary. I love that. Feel it out a little bit. Feel it. Yeah. Like be an athlete. Hit it 70, I, hit it yeah. 70 yards. I yeah. like windows or like gaps, sort of just like 
put it near there and you're we're gonna be in a good spot yeah, it's also funny like i just don't even know how far my clubs go really you know well when you win the u.s open at the country club you can just say like i know like matthew yeah. patrick knows how far his clubs go to the fucking 10th degree it's perfect yeah. rom yeah. does too but like something about what rom does is just way more impressive to me even though it might sound stupid where it's just like that's just like the way you should do it you know yeah do you actually know matt that that club goes 131 it's like kind of and he does he does i know he does but does he but does he? Yeah. It's almost like the science people. Like, is there a galaxy there? Right. Do you know? Have you been to it? Rom is have religion and Matt is science. Is science. Yeah. I just don't know who's there you right. Go. I'm sure yeah. they'll both love to cop that. <laughs> it's a little bit more like it's it's art versus science. Yeah. A little bit. But he's still, Rom's still analytical. Very much. It's just there's just a little bit of room for him to like be like, yeah. I know where this is going to go. I, know I don't for need me- you to tell me. It's like. 131.1 i'm just gonna hit it and it's gonna go right next i to know goal. for me personally if if i were that good which i'm clearly not i would like having a range as opposed to you got to hit this 132 where do you find yourself dan you're a good player yeah not that good um but definitely don't like it when if a guy if, a, if someone's like oh it's 173 that doesn't mean anything to me right yeah i go with zeros and give fives. me the front let me zeros know what it and is fives. zeros and fives zeros and fives that's just kind of how it works yeah yeah i think that's right it's like a boy to 140 to 145 shot. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm just gonna like hit a nine iron ish up there. Yeah, you know, zeros and fives. I like that. I mean, just like you said, I, I like to feel like I'm playing a game out there, not not math. You know what I mean? You're just trying to you're trying to get it close to the hole. You don't. You're not out there playing basketball, thinking, okay, I'm 27 feet. I got to do this, this, this. You just kind of go out there and just right. do it. Is Fitzy more of a mad scientist than Bryson ever was? Yes. That's I think crazy. He's what, that I think Bryson, he's what got Bryson the bad rap. tried to be kind of, but yeah. Matt just didn't really talk about it until. Exactly. Guys like me sort of brought it to light um, because he doesn't want people to know about it because he feels like it gives him an advantage. Yeah. That's a, probably a big part a of it. Maybe not a big part fucker. of it, but He's certainly you think, even if you're not doing it exactly, you think all the work that you're doing is putting you above. Yeah. So why would you want everyone to know what you're doing and then copy you? But I want Matt to know that nobody else is going to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Takes nobody else of... is going to every time be on their pad and pencil. Like, so he was, he was writing them down every time? Yeah. 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 That's classic. I saw a guy, the guy with him had so many pencils. Was like, he must go through so many pencils. I was going to say, he must go through a lot of pencils. I'm doing the pencil thing now. I saw that. I actually brought that up to my friends. When you put that up, I'm like, I don't know why I never did that. It made me jealous. It's funny. I kept, because I'm the scorecard guy. So yeah. like whenever we go, especially when we walk, when you're a cart, nobody's really a scorecard person. It's just whoever's sitting in the driver's seat. But when we walk, I've just always liked to keep score. I like to stand on the tee and know who strokes and whatever. I just enjoy doing it. And so most of the time I've kept pencils from different places, but like not all of them, but generally kept them always kind of thinking like this would be a cool thing to collect. Never did it. Never did it. Because a little part of me also thought like you're a fucking dweeb like Alex Bush. Like just don't do that. That's yeah. weird. Nerd. And then what was that for? The eventually. In Rochester? A pink Jesus. Bag in, in Rochester, no less. <laughs> Wait till we get inside of the city limits. In Rochester? And then a week ago I was on Amazon ordering something else. And I was like, I'm just going to order one of those cases. So I just looked up. Does it fit 100? I don't know the exact number. It's a lot because I had a lot of pencils and I'm only like. Wasn't that full? Two, right. I didn't know if it was like a top a 100 of blank in the space world in there. That's a, it might be like 100. But anyways, it's way cooler than I thought it was going to so be. So cool. Like I'm actually really into it. And it's it really showcases a lot of like the course's sort of like artistry. and Because like, like the Shinnecock one is like red. There's not that many red pencils. And then there's a lot of them that are just basic sort of the octagon mm-hmm. with just like the uh all caps, like block letter writing, like Piners has one like that. 
Uh, and it's just cool to kind of see how different they are. I think and then it's really cool. Oakmont's is really big. It's just got the Oakmont OCC logo on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually say Oakmont, which is cool. So going through the actual pencils is cool. And then like pretty much all the ones that I still have are the ones that I used for that round. So I like that, too. This one, like, wrote scores at that call. I like so that. I'm very into that. I'll so. never forget fucking Eisenhower changed all their pencils. Eisenhower, blue, red, and fucking white changed their pencils to Ed Mangano, Nassau County Executive, on all the fucking pencils. Oh. That guy sucked. <laughs> Worst county executive of all time. Because <laughs> of the pencils? or Just everything. Island, they lost the Islanders. They lost, It was everything. That guy sucked. But it's just, I remember... I, Plan, uh, me and my dad sneak on. We'd hop the fence and we'd go and grab a pencil because we couldn't get it because we didn't actually go to the guy. We'd, we'd go back to the first hole. We'd get a pencil. It'd be an orange pencil. It said Ed Mangano, Nassau County Executive. Like, imagine I was collecting pencils. That's I had to put that. Brutal. I had to put that in my fucking Wait, thing. He got to put his name on it. It was crazy. It was crazy. That's North Korea, man. Oh, it was, it was horrible. You can't have that. I'll never forget that. No, you can't have it. I did notice a few of the public courses have like their, uh, they're like URL on the yeah. pencil. Like our boy at Bailey Farms. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It says like Bailey Farms underneath. It's like www.baileyfarms.com. Yeah. They're grinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. That's cool. For us, golf is very simple. It's a chance to get out, have some fun with our friends. And inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead might be taken forever. We already did talk about slow play on the show. Your buddy counting bogeys as birdies, or you've turned into a shankopotamus. When you find yourself stressing out over golf like this, Fireball Whiskey is there to help you say f*** it and free your fire. Yeah, people are drinking Fireball. I like- want you to say F it. F it. Bleep it. If you have to bleep it, bleep it. Or don't. Either way, we PG were at thirteen. Is the F word at the PG rock? I was. I, I think, when I did that ad read, I did a whole joke around having to say the word F it, and they said they want they want you to say F it. F it because you could also say F it is fireball it, for sure. Oh, you can, <laughs> it's a place at the Rock City Scramble, people are drinking fireball like crazy. It's Hold just, on, Trent. Let me redo that. Okay. No, no, in real time, we're gonna keep all this in. Fireball whiskey is there to help you say F it and free your fire. Perfect. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Fireball Trent. Cinnamon That's Whiskey okay. was was flowing, like you said, through the Rock City Scramble. It was getting everyone through. A little wind gust would come in, and they'd have the little nips in their carts, and they would all take it on the first tee when they came through. Yep. And it just gave everyone – you saw that little shoulder shimmy. Mm. And they're like, whoa, I just felt that go right down to the sternum, and now I feel good. And every single guy that did that piped on right down the middle because they just had that new sense of warmth and energy and camaraderie and vibes. It's a vibes drink. Fireball's iconic cinnamon flavor tastes fire and goes down easy, making it the ultimate crowd pleaser. Fireball is the birdie shot of golf and the number one shot in the USA. The Fireball 50-milliliter shooters are the perfect shot for the golf course. Throw a bunch in your bag. They're ready to go whenever you need them, plus no shot, glass, or chaser needed. Just crack it and knock it back. If you're really feeling like upping the ante on the course this weekend, make sure to grab the new Fireball birdie shot club it's literally a golf club filled with fireball nips do we talk about tommy fleetwood tommy, tommy no tommy. i don't think I he did. We did for a second did did we? We? no i don't think so shout out to him we gave him some more merch every time we see tommy fleetwood at one of these events that we have our merchandise by the way thank you to everyone that has bought our merchandise it is on the store a lot of most of it is sold out we have t-shirts so if you like the logo of the PGA Championship and you want to get a T-shirt to commemorate 
the championship and you're watching it on TV and you're like, oh, I'd like to have that. It's still on our website. So go to Barcelona Sports Store on your app or store.barcelonasports.com. Ton of t-shirts left. Everything else is pretty much sold out unless you're like a small or a double XL. There's a couple of things left down there. But t-shirts for sure. Make sure you go and grab them. Tommy Fleetwood has just become a huge fan of our merchandise. We saw him with the players. He goes, I want one of those hoodies. We got him the hoodie. He wore it every single day from his car into the clubhouse. But there was a clip. There was like there a, was a there clip. There was one clip, yeah. right? Quick clip. Because yeah. he had played well and it was like the Sunday. Sunday. Leaders showing Leaders up. Showing he wore up, them right? all four days. Yeah. And then, to- big on him. and then today he goes, you have any huge. more merch here? And he saw, he was like picking at Trent's arm, looking at the Unreal PGA Championship Oak Hill hoodie. And he goes, oh, this is really nice. I'm like, I'll get one for you. So we ran. We got the extra medium that was in my bag. We gave it to Tommy. It was a new one. It had the, ta- the tag on it. Give it to Tommy. He was fucking glowing. He legitimately smiled ear to ear. He was in between shots on the range, saw me holding it up and came over, got the hoodie. And then his caddy was like, where's mine? And like we laughed. He goes, I'm dead serious <laughs> with his like his I started accent. to take mine off. Yeah, you started to take yours off. He said, way too big. Yeah. He looked at he looked at Trent and goes way too big and this guy's like six foot six. He's big, huge. He's All big. Right. He right. said way too big. All but right. that's fucked I up. thought that that would have fit him for sure. So I was on your side. <laughs> okay, I was. And he was like, "You're gonna be cool." I was like, "Dude, just if you're gonna wear it every day at the PGA Championship, the caddy goes, I'm, I'm wearing this during the championship. So give it, put it in my locker, and I'll wear it that day." I'm so like, now Danny Rapp is gonna take our hoodie and put it in the locker of Tommy Fleetwood's caddy, and you should see that on the broadcast. Weather dependent. Weather dependent, if it's cold and chilly, he will be wearing will a be tan PGA town. Oak Hill Barstool Dude, Golf hoodie. He, he finished like I'm fifth in like his last it. start. Imagine oh he's gosh. like in the final group. And been playing, Tommy been if, you're gum, if you're coming to PGA or if you're, watch, if you're just going to be watching a ton of the uh, coverage, keep an eye out for Tommy walking in to Oak Hill. I'm sure he's going to be wearing the hoodie each day. So it's I want screenshots, videos, a whole deal. Great guy. Is word. this coverage? Is this one of the weeks where they give us like TNT or something? I no, I think it's ESPN. I think okay, it's ESPN I, yeah. and CBS. Or I think that's right. It did. It used. To, it used to be TNT, the PGA Championship. I'm yeah, pretty sure that was TNT. I feel. I, like. I'm pretty sure ES, it's ESPN. Do you remember that TNT PGA Championship? Maybe it was like it might have even been the Masters that was TNT. No, it was definitely. I think it was definitely the PGA. Was it the PGA? For a while, it was. It was like Brian Anderson was on the call. It was strange. Wow. Yeah. Boy, I have no recollection of that. Yeah. Did yeah, you used to have to watch like Thursday, Friday, and TNT or something? We saw Trevor Immelman speaking of CBS. Yep. He has a um, Augusta National wallet. Oh, yeah, because I tweeted. So it's I got the a new wallet. coolest thing I've ever seen. I got a new wallet, and it's very slippery right now because it's new. The leather is slippery. The Timberland wallet? Yeah. Is that a good brand? I just noticed it. It was 20 bucks on Amazon. But I. Um, Amazon's a great operation. We went out to eat the other night at Buffalo Wild Wings, which I'm sure was sacrilegious, sacrilegious in this area of the country. Yeah, we chirp for that. Hey, what do you think about mid. that? It's just mid. It was it's good. Just mid. Yeah. You know what you're getting, though. But yeah. I agree. I'm the actually the boneless wings are great. But they're just chicken. Tenders. I'm actually anti going to a place like that in a town. But I just it was just was easy. It was close to the hotel. It's like someone going to Sabaros in New York or like a fucking Michael Scott. Know, yeah. But uh, my wallet, California Pizza Kitchen in New York City. My wallet. I used to go to that a lot. My wallet slipped out of my pocket and it was in the the booth. And I went back to the hotel and then I realized it and I had to go back to Buffalo Wild Wings. So this thing's slippery. It's been slipping out of my pocket all over town. And I saw Trevor Illman, and I tweeted about it, and he's like, you got your wallet on you? And I was like, yeah, I still have it. He just sees everything. He sees everything. I showed him my wallet. I gave it to him. I'm like, look how slippery that is. And he took his wallet out, and he's like, look at mine. And it was an Augusta National wallet. 
Oh, not no. one you can buy in the merch tent either. No, I but you can get it at the so. pro shop though. He said. Uh, yeah, okay. So but, nice, dude. Yeah. Perfect green, classy green. Not like it was dark, dark green, like a beautiful. pale green. It was beautiful. Was Little imprint, imprinted yeah. masters logo. Oh, yeah. It was. It's not like it was actually kind of like that, but it, it was, was exactly like it that. It was right in the corner. I can't people believe can't that see guy it. won the masters tournament. Let me ask you a question that I should probably know the answer to. Is he the captain again for the? No, Mike Weir. Oh, Weir is okay, but he's still involved, right? I think he like helped pick the captain. Okay, yeah. he'll probably be an assistant. He'll probably be an right? assistant, something yeah. like that. You guys want to hear my picks? I got. I'd love I did with to the hear Kirk your picks for this week. Sure. All right, first one, top thirty plus three hundred, the Jaeger bomb. Stefan, That's your guy, Stefan. I think it is Stefan Jaeger. To like go that. look at his results, I can't. I'm no fucking service in Rochester, but I just sent you the Wi-Fi. Oh. I can't get it. <laughs> ICC internet, ICC through. internet. I forgot. And what's the I, uh, or ICC wireless? I'll I'll I, uh, connect. Dude, his results. This guy's been playing great. Consistent golf. Okay. Stefan Jaeger. Let me look up the Jaeger German fellow, right? Jaegermeister. German fifth. Oh, he's the Jaeger nine on the on the Corn Ferry tour. He's sick. So top thirty plus three hundred. I got Jason Day top ten. I like that. Plus three hundred. I'm gonna reevaluate. Yeah, I was gonna say even even post practice round. I gotta re- that was, He's not playing any practice. That rounds. was a pre presser pick. <laughs> I got Dustin Johnson to defeat Victor Hovland for the week. Plus one hundred five. You told me about that one. That one. I I think I'm gonna jump on that one. Plus money. DJ. Guy just won on the live tour, which we don't know what that means. We well, st- we kind of know. I mean, Brooks is a, was a good example. True. At the Masters. We saw him True. today. DJ. He looked like he was in good spirits. Yeah, he did. Okay. Good. I think it, uh, you're right after the Brooks thing because he won the Orlando Muni tournament. Yep. Right? And then yeah. right away almost won the Masters tournament. Correct. I got Xander Schauffele, top 10. Wow. Plus 175. Okay. I The reason there was a pause there, I was just trying to think, is Xander going to win a major ever? And it feels like a yes, but I just had that thought flash into my head. The answer feels like a yes. It does, but he's been that guy for like five years now. Your it's boy, the, a- the Jägermeister has had some fucking Dude, finishes. Read these off. So Val- well, I'll start the Players Championship. He was Oh, even before that, this guy's been fucking playing. Genesis Invitational, T40, two under. Okay. Honda Classic, T14, six under. Um, the Players, T44, he was three. Okay. Valspar Championship, he went even at T27. Then he was cut at the RBC Heritage, and then he started playing some good golf. T18 at Mexico Open, T27 at the Wells Fargo, and then a T11 at 18 under par at the AT&T Byron Nelson. Those are all better so, than mean, top 30. Every single one of those, except for the – obviously he had the cut at the RBC, mm-hmm. but four out of his last five, his worst uh, finish was T27. And he's plus 300 to finish top 30. Yeah, so no, this guy's trending in the playing, right direction. This is the golf, the Jägermeister. Yep. Uh, I like him a lot. Xander, top 10, plus 175. And then my winner this week is John Robb. Yeah. What are his odds right now on Wednesday of the 750, I think? Plus 750. Kirk and I, Kirk was obviously chirping me for going out on a limb there. I think he's the second betting favorite in the tournament. I think Scotty Shuffler is plus 700. But kind of crazy to me. Yeah, a little crazy. But. Yeah, Scotty hit about 300 golf balls on the driving range. I think this is. Yeah, he was practicing for. I think this is going to be a year where John Robb wins two majors. Mm hmm. So if you bet on the next three, then you'd be in the positive. So get him at plus seven fifty in the next three. We also walked with him. We've talked to him almost every single day. We've been out here. <laughs> That's a fact. Vibes are out of focus. It's going to be one of the, the charts. I said. I said to him. I said, "Oh, it's John Rom of Barstool Sports." He thought that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it's all it's it's a chalky pick. But mm-hmm. 
You're gonna the tournament's gonna end and everybody's gonna be like, yeah, of course John Rahm is gonna win that tournament. We're getting a little too comfortable with him today. He was walking like up to us and I was like, what do you got in there? And it's just like coffee. <laughs> like I'm trying to make conversation about everything now because yeah, we're just yeah, like yeah. his he's fucking like, buddies. He looked, he laughed. He's like, just coffee. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's right. pretty cool. I actually bought a flag today, <laughs> and the reason I bought it was so that John Rahm can sign it when I see him in Scottsdale when yep, he wins. The when tournament. he wins, yeah. Yep. Just one I bought a flag, times. but I'm I'm thinking in, in my back wall. I don't really have room for more flags. I might have to start moving some shit around. I Do need, you have a I, man cave? I don't have a man cave. I have a basement that I haven't like redone yet. I could probably turn that into that. Think that's gonna be man cavey? Maybe. She's afraid of the basement, so probably. Scary. Down Basements there? are scary. No, yeah, basements they are. Are, yeah, they are. You didn't grow up with a basement. I could see you being scared of a basement. It's just like the door kind of creaks all the time. Walking. Down I grew it. up with a basement, and that's where the washer and dryer were for laundry. <laughs> I was always, I was always hustling. I was, I would hustle down there, and I would put the clothes <laughs> in the dryer, and I'd be hustling. I'd be throwing dryer sheets, and then I'd run up the stairs. There's just things that, like, I like. There's like we have these little spider crickets that sometimes find their way in the basement. The basement's just a place where like creatures are. Things just happen. Noises are happening. Little drips are happening on the concrete by the boiler. Something like, about you know, it's just it's mm, just not perfect. Humans, you could have a beautiful mansion and like that little area by where the heater is and all like the water boilers. It's just weird. Yeah. Humans don't like being underground until it's time. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it's probably like a human instinct. It's like, well, I'm down. I'm. I don't want to be down You're here. Surrounded not by yet. soil. Not yet. I would also say that if you're an ill doer in a residence, you're probably going to hide in the basement. Right. Right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean. Every time I walk in my basement and turn on the light, you have to turn on the light like when you turn the corner. I always think that right when I turn on the light, I'm just going to see like a, just like a ghost of a girl just staring at me. More like a rat. I feel like I'm always scared of seeing rodents. Just oh. or like or just like a family that had been murdered like ten years ago. The ghost of a girl. How far are you so from Amityville? Creepy man. I don't Pretty like it. Close, I don't actually. like this. Yeah. Amityville's not Within that far. Minutes. Minutes. Amityville horror. Within twenty minutes. It's not far from here. <laughs> from <laughs> from, from where I out of here. Oh, from where you are. Oh, I don't like that. 10, 15 minutes. I hate that. <laughs> right. You now. go see the house, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna it's do that. Sold and lived in right now. Who are those crazy people? Psychos. I didn't know it was close. You can buy any house. There's so many. One? Again, I'm on Zillow all the time. There's so many houses. <laughs> <along>. They're <laughs> everywhere. Let's say there. Let's say we do believe in like the pixie dust, and you just every lights are out. Okay. How do we explain all like the the crazy shit that's happened with like paranormal paranormal shit? I'm not a scientist. Coincidence. There's some like, wild like, accounts of paranormal shit happening, right? Like exorcisms of people and they're like yeah. flying up and hitting the fucking ceiling and shit no i I've always, said that, I've always said that i don't believe in ghosts just to make myself feel better because i'm pretty sure i believe in ghosts <laughs> yeah. like it's like a, it's like a cheat for my own brain <laughs> like if i'm in a scary situation if i'm in a basement i'm like this stuff's not real but in the back of my head it's like we gotta go we just gotta get the <laughs> fuck out of here i don't know i'm again i'm in a place where it's just kind of like who knows it's a little bit like dr Neil deGrasse Tyson says with aliens, like now, okay, it's been like 15 years. Everyone's had a camera at their, on their hands all the time. Yeah. Wouldn't we just see them yeah. all the time? We, yeah. People would have footage of them all the time. CCTV should see ghosts on a regular basis. There'd be all over the place. There'd be thousands of videos of ghosts every day. What do you think, Dan? Well, wasn't there like you a think thing? think they know? Well, wasn't there a thing like a year ago or something where the army said that they like acknowledge there was a there was a big UFO sighting that the army said like we can't explain this. Yeah, the military has in the last couple of years has come out. There's been documentation where it's like we don't know what this shit is. Right. Yeah. And which is that's the way, that's the, way the news cycle works now. It's like See, Logan Paul claims that he bought he paid a shit ton of money 
hundred grand, hundred fifty thousand for this. He was or someone was trying to sell this video of a UFO. He claims it's like the clearest visual evidence of aliens here on Earth. And Logan Paul, like sneaky, like recorded it with like a fake uh, button on his shirt and recorded it as the guy was showing it to him. And he like has the footage what? and he's claim it was on his podcast, Impulsive or whatever. And he was claiming that he's going to release it to the world at some point. He was pissed off that this guy was holding on to something that's supposed to be so life changing. Is that just like theft? I don't know. I have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. That's the crux like of property it. theft. Yeah. That's the crux of it's it. It also just sounds like a guy who knows how to give views. He also claimed yes. that the video wasn't that good. It was like a blurry video, but he's like the way that this thing moves through the air is absurd. Yeah, what those are, have been the late, the latest reports that like, or the latest crazy revealings, or that the way these things are flying and then turning at a ninety degree angle, like no human thing could do that because the right. human would crash through the wall and like explode into pieces like you couldn't do it yeah it's all about it's like propulsion systems right yeah like they're seen moving forward but there's no plume or there's no there's nothing like that shows there why was they're one that right. went like straight by the plane and then just went up <laughs> it's like <laughs> straight up and down see that stuff totally but like to neil degrasse tyson's point i don't know if he's right right but to like the alien or the ghost thing there would just be thousands of videos of ghosts yeah. Right. Unless the ghost also know. could just be like, um, just like they've been your point of view of whatever's flying. They say that fucks people up. There's you ever see the video of the plane that's not moving? Yeah. And they say it's just because it's just it was moving this way. You were moving that way, yeah. and you were the person that was filming it was moving at the perfect speed yeah. for the plane to not be moving. It looked like the plane was legitimately not moving. Yeah. That video's weird. It yeah. looks like the plane's just stuck in the air. And she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Watch <laughs> it. Type in plane stuck in the air video. It's Bush crazy. Hasn't seen it. I could tell by his reaction. You haven't seen this? Dude, sh- they're driving down the street. They look up, and it's a 747 that's just above them. It's just not moving. It's it clear like footage, it's being, too. It looks like it's being hung by fucking Pinocchio strings. You have it? <laughs> I think. <laughs> just stood up. Yeah. Um, Is all this right. it? Is this it? Is this plane hovering? Yeah. It's got to be it. it right? I've never seen this either. You've never seen this? this? Come look at this. Here. That plane looks like it's just hovering. Like well, that's not well. the one, but it's the same idea. It's not the same one. Yeah, but it's, see, it's just not moving. Isn't that crazy? No Dude, way. Look at, that. look at that. No way. Dude, it hasn't moved from that tree. It's moving this way? No, they're just Basically moving in a way. It doesn't know. You don't know. It, like, it hasn't like it's stuck. moved. It hasn't moved. It looks like it's stuck <laughs> in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's a Independence Day... Uh, ship that's just hanging there. right no it's bizarre oh yeah God. but like it's just i don't know what that is <sighs> the right angle it probably is moving i don't yeah. know has to be moving All whatever right. man um i believe in aliens i don't believe in ghosts they might be one and the same could be i hope i'm wrong it would make life a lot more like oh yeah come back and, and haunt some people yeah. Just, yeah 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 right whereas the lights out thing stinks for sure. I don't want that. that that's Everybody. the worst. That's the worst scenario. For me. Well, depending on I think what I believe that. in reincarnation. Do you? Yeah. Right. Buddhist okay. Buddhism, right? I think I just believe that like I'm I'm going to feel like I'm someone else next time. I, do you know what I mean? Or what if you were a bad guy, then you end up like a slug. Yeah, that's definitely but, possible. I, I'm with you, and I I'm I'm down with that too. But would you would you feel it now? Dude, a slug would be what do you terrible. Mean? To me. Like who's saying that? <laughs> I mean, if you know, no, I don't think this is the first human? me. I don't. Like, I don't think uh, I'll know. I don't think I'll know what's happening. Yeah. I just think I'll just 
it was just this dome will be somewhere else. All right. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for, at least. I'm good with all of it. Yeah. It's more fun that way. It definitely. When you're just like, like I was saying earlier, like I, there was a point in my early 20s where I was just like, I'm an atheist and this is all dust to dust. bullshit. But then it's more fun to just be like, I don't really know. Yeah. Who fucking knows? Agnostic is you, you, be, you just believe that we don't know, right? Yes. Yes. That's what I am. An atheist says that like there is no God. Anybody who thinks they have the that's my that was my problem with atheism at the end was like anybody who thinks they have an answer, whether it's you're dead and you're gone, or you go to some place in the clouds where there's angels and everything you ever wanted, anybody who thinks they know the answer, they're probably wrong. Yeah, that's kind of arrogant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Atheism I'm I'm out on too. Yeah, because it's too much like I have this answer. How, why is that any more different than the right. other person who has the answer? Right, right, right. I'm not in on that either. Yeah. I'm on. I'm agno- I'm close to agnostic. I think that's a good way to be. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, is the cal- golf capital of the world, and was recently voted America's favorite buddies trip destination. They get millions of rounds of golf a year. It was recently visited by myself. Frankie Borelli and our fathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played just some great golf. We played at Caledonia. We played at a Pete Dye track. It it really is one of our favorite places. We've been there three or four times already this year, and I'm sure we'll go back a couple more. It's just a really great place if you love golf. Yeah, we saw Max Homa today. I said I don't like to push my content on any of the golfers while they're preparing for the PGA Championship, but I know he's a fan of the the four play podcast and our YouTube page. I said, if there's anything that you watch of ours, it's this series that we did in Myrtle beach with our dads. I think you're going to fucking love it. And he laughed and he said, he can't wait for it. But a big part of that is because of how good the golf courses looked in the video. Our dad's reactions to how nice Myrtle beach was. We stayed in Northern Myrtle beach, the hotels, everything about it was 10 out of 10 waking up, seeing the ocean, going in the hot tub, going in the pool. There was a lazy river at our hotel. There was a swim up, pool bar i mean you really felt like you were in a resort which we were and it was uh it was a really good getaway that place is phenomenal whatever your budget is myrtle beach has something for you and for your buddies if you want to plan a golf trip visit www.playgolfmyrtlebeach.com they have all the info on golf packages courses hotels and things to do in one convenient place by the way if you're the group leader who organizes your buddy's trip you are eligible to play for free so be sure to ask one of play golf myrtle beach's package partners for more info when you plan your golf trip. Thought we lost Dan there for a second. Want to visit Myrtle Beach? Play Golf Myrtle Beach is giving away a golf trip for you and three buddies. Just visit www.4playmyrtlebeach.com to enter to win a three-day, three-round golf trip to Myrtle Beach. Once again, go visit www.4playmyrtlebeach.com. Yeah. Donald Trump has won 22 club championships. Is that the most anyone's ever won any golf event ever? Where did you just see that? It was on Instagram. He's oh. like talking about it on the range. Yeah. 22 club championships. Well, he, he owns like 22 <laughs> right. golf courses. Yeah. How many does he own? How many has he got? I bet that number's the same. <laughs> How many has he played in? That's, That's a hilarious question. number of club championships to claim he won. I would say that there's got to be plenty of clubs where there's like one golfer that's just way better than everyone else that his guys won like 45. You think? But Definitely. then you start to get pretty old. <laughs> yeah. Right? True. Like once you've won more than 22 or 8. It's 22 years of dominance. Then you're already, let's say you started winning them at age 20. If you've won 40, you're 60 now. I don't you're know. Still if you're that good, you probably won it when you're like 13. 
I want to talk to the greatest club champion in America. Uh, like, I, I want them to reach out to us. Like, who who do you think owns that title? Who's won the most club championships in the country? Is it fifty? I just don't know. There's how probably you... a really small club where there's like one really good golfer. I would I would guess yeah. one more than thirty. Do you think they have a club championship each year if they have that small of a club? I don't. Know, I think I think more than thirty. I think over thirty. Wow. Because if a guy 30, wins when he's 14, reigning supreme over that 14 club. 14 until 55, that's definitely, that's 40 yeah, not years. So for people's like, a like member full lives 14, and memberships, this one guy's parents are members and then they allow them to I play. Like we would have heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not. Reach out. Let us know. Reach out. If you think that you have the greatest record in club championships. Or you know of one. Or you know of one. Let us know. You have to come with like facts though. I need a plaque. Yeah. I need to see a picture of the plaque. Right. I want to walk into a clubhouse and see this guy's name. 30 times. <laughs> yeah. You're just yeah. like, yeah, because most you, people's full membership lives at this club, this guy just won every year. Because, yeah, like, when you see one guy's names like five or six times, you're, you're like, like, that guy whoa. dominates. Yeah. 30? No way. Dude. I think I'm trying to think of 30 golden little plates. Impossible. <laughs> Rename like, the championship after yeah. him. What's the most impressive club champion to be in the country? Honestly, like, maybe like Whisper Rock. Where there's just like pros on pros on pros. Yeah, true. Because like I know the obvious answer would be like Augusta, but I feel like the golfer level isn't that hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whisper really Rock's players, pretty impressive. Like, yeah, like a Whisper Rock. Like who wins really the Whisper Rock Club Championship? Like is it John Rahm? I think they have. I mean, yeah, pros playing it. So yeah, I don't think it's just a pro, but there are a lot of them that pros aren't allowed. I mean, if you're the club pro at like Wingfoot, they have a lot of really good players there. Yeah, that's definitely a big one to win. I would say Wingfoot would be probably top top of my list. Do they have a club championship at Augusta? Like a club championship? I don't know if everyone's there at the That'd same time. Pretty, yeah. I feel I like they have their like either. I feel like they have like I'd their actually love guests. to watch that if they ever broadcast. Is Jeff, isn't Jeff Knox like the club champion every year? Yeah, there's a new guy now. Jeff Knox is uh, Michael McDerm- McDermott. I think he's his like name the guy. Is. He's the marker now. Yeah. Jeff Knox. Is oh, the really? Runner. Yeah, they passed. They passed the torch. Oh wow! I'd love to watch the members play Augusta. Just like regular guys hacking it out there. They could just broadcast that. I'd watch every second. of Absolutely. It. They would take over our YouTube presence in two seconds doing that. We got to head to this airport or what? Absolute. Yeah, we, we got to go to the airport. We got, when this comes out, we'll be doing Barstool Classic in St. Louis. You guys will be filming. We got all kinds of, we're just yep. rolling through, man. Rolling through. Barstool Classic on Monday in Iowa, which I'll is I'll still exciting. be in Rochester. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your time here. Yes, sir. Enjoy it. I would like to state for the record, I like Rochester. I all do my too. jokes were pointed at making Alex Bush feel sad. I do like it here. Yeah. We like Rochester. Pro Rochester. Not not pro Dan. None of us tried a garbage plate. You're you're so mean. Yeah, we were we could have last night, but he did. How how'd it go? Brendan hated. I don't think he likes it, but I think he Alex just wants give the mic to, to Brendan. Be unhappy. Brendan, give would your, you, give Brendan, what do you think about an honest guy. of a garbage plate? It was. I mean, you hyped it up to be like some of the best food I was ever going to eat. It was just like two burgers, no bun, some cheese on them, macaroni salad. Mm. So there's like mayo and shit on it, which is weird, and it's all in one plate. Crispy home fries and like, like taco beef. That's what I mean. That's what you guys call the hot. You guys call the hot hot meat. It, hot meat. Yeah, meat hot meat sauce. But you could put that on a taco. So it's just a bunch of mush. Yeah, and you cut it all up and you you know shove it in your face. Does it tastes like, good. It like sometimes some bites tasted better than others. <laughs> yeah. You also got no condiments. I got ketchup on mine. Oh. I'm not a mustard guy. Yeah, yeah just, I, if we got back, that was the first thing Frankie asked me. He's like, what I miss? And me and Taylor Ray were like, not much. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. You guys suck. You guys just have no call. 
no culture. I know I would like it. I know for sure that I would like it. Yeah, it's just, you know. It's just you things ha- that we like a pretty good amount all put on the same plate mashed together, right? Yeah, but you put the pussy on a pedestal. That's, that's kind of Whoa. food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can. It didn't live up to. Um, you see, you know, four year old version? Yeah, but. Put the pussy on a pedestal. Put the pussy on a pedestal. You can't do that. Yeah. It's it's no um it's no parlor burger hype in Minnesota. No, yeah, that lives up to it. You talk about the parlor burger and you're like you're not gonna believe this burger when you go there and everyone leaves there being like it's the greatest thing I've ever eaten. It's a good burger. Yeah, but I also didn't say you're not gonna believe. I said it's that's true. I said this is but the amount of hype amazing, around this thing was insane. Yeah, you saw hundred offers yesterday. <laughs> every single person. It's also said just you have a local. A it's plate. a local thing. Yeah, you just yeah. got to do it when. Yeah, I didn't say this is gonna be the greatest thing you've ever had. In your life. Speaking of the greatest thing you've ever had or seen, your father is one fucking <laughs> character, man. I Titan of Western New York. I love him. I love that guy. I love him too. He's great. I love him. Me too. He loves you too. Was, he does. Yeah, it was good to meet the Bush family. Spoke highly of you. Do you Alex. love him, Alex? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> he spoke you, very highly of Alex. You you so did his mother. We met, all, we met Alex's Alex. whole family. You met my mom? Yep, of course. Oh, yeah. okay. Do your parents right. listen to the show? Uh, my My dad struggles. Your dad knows a good it. amount he always, about us, though. He always says, I tried to find your, the podcast. I just can't find it. I'm like, well, I don't know. That's, <laughs> well, Google my, it. My mom follows like, the clips. T-Bone. He knows yeah. a good amount about us, though. Like, T-Bone. Yeah, about, he, he knows, knows what's going on. He yeah. definitely knows He's what's going on. He's a titan of the TV industry. It's crazy. You shake his hand, he brings it in towards you. He's old He's school. fucking smacking your arm. He's He's like, how tall is he? Six five? Six six ish. Much more athletic. My brother's like six eight, though. That's crazy. Yeah, your dad. Your dad just has a presence. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a really nice guy. Cool guy. Your mom is very proud. But yeah, I'm proud of you, Alex. We're you know, all proud of you, Alex. You know, during Thanks. the pandemic when he didn't have a job anymore, we were like, just keep at it. And then he found Barstool, and now it's like, <laughs> Jesus you know, it's a Christ. dream come true. Your mom did say acted like a fucking. She really did say that. <laughs> it was amazing how dumps. things happen, right? Like during like you tough know, I applied t- for an Islanders job. Wow. Well, the thing I about Alex place. Bush that we saved you, Bush. Every time <laughs> yeah, I talk, God, no like if I'm just hanging out with Alex, he'll just he's had every job in like yeah. the sports. He's a grinder. Did he work for a rapper? Space. Didn't he work for a rapper? Yeah, Mike. Mike just Stud. just Mike. Yeah, Riggs knows him. Yeah. You work for the NBA. You I lost two thousand dollars at a beer pong. To beer pong. Yep. NBA G League, PGA Tour, rapper. That was the night I got COVID. He's done. <laughs> He gave it to us. Checks and out. Brendan Jones mm-hmm. was was on News Twelve. He was a newscaster yeah. working for MLB Network. Both these guys have bounced around like fucking crazy. A little bit more NHL stable here. NHL Network. A little bit more stable here, but it's fucking. We Way don't let you guys here. sleep, which is dude. When we go to the media yeah, center, Alex Bush is like kissing people on the neck. He knows everybody in there. And he's a god up here. It's crazy. I just know people. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, you just yeah you grew my, up. Here. My dad was also like in TV, so like all the half the people there, like local TV in Rochester, I just know them through right. growing up and connections and friends. Dad told me, does he owns like eighty stations or something? He's retired now, but there's there, I don't know how many. It's the Logan Roy. I think, of I, I think there's yeah, more than is. I think there's over a hundred, but it's um, over a hundred. The CW. Yeah. Yeah, he's got idea. That's another unbelievable fact. Yeah, He's CW, retired which... now, but like his conglomerate owns this network that puts live golf. On. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get. To, I was trying to get an inside scoop from Alex, and he's like, "I can't." He's like, "I can't." So, Sorry, trying. To, just I just trying. didn't want to for you, but yeah. you're 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 really mean to me. We have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we do have to talk about it's, that. Alex Bush Next said the, his favorite part of this year was when Dan didn't get invited to the Dad Bod Classic. <laughs> he said he was Instant. doing the chop. He was so happy. <laughs> He was spinning in his chair. <laughs> spinning glee, <Whee>! dude. <laughs> it's uh, a great day. I love you, Bushy. 
All right, All right, let's go to the airport. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, major championship golf tomorrow on television. Very I can't cool. wait. Excited. I can't wait. Oak Hill is going to be badass. We're going to see a lot of bad shots. People trying to hit stuff out of the rough. It's going to be it's going to be sweet. I think we're going to see some of the the t- like the you know the shots out of the rough that go like 7 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. we're going to see some of those. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> those are good. Give that to me. All right, enjoy major golf. We've got every day we're doing like a half hour recap podcast that's going to go live on YouTube as well. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday we'll put the actual podcast knee jerk reaction podcast up so every day you're getting stuff from us we're going to be in uh in tune in lot in plugged we'll be, in we're gonna be plugged into the yeah. pga championship and we're going to be delivering every day so uh thank you for listening we'll be back tomorrow literally later today hit it hard hit, hit it hard. hard hit it hard